On the 18th of November, in a small park at Broad Beach on the Gold Coast in southeast Queensland, Omar Ashur, the president of the Palestine Inc., the Palestinian Association here in Brisbane, Mianjin, gave a speech to a throng of over 300 people. He talked about the war crimes being committed by the Israeli occupation forces in Gaza over the past five weeks. He also talks about how the Israeli occupation forces in Gaza have been cutting off water and power supplies to people who are now dying of starvation and thirst. This too is a war crime. It is something that has been going on for many years. The water in the aquifer is too salty to drink. And he makes some recommendations to the crowd as to how our solidarity can be used as a way of reducing the onslaught by the Israeli government and its allies, the United States, Great Britain and the Australian government. Let's go to the park now and hear what he has to say. So our next speaker is Omar Ashur. He's actually a Palestinian man that's going to come address us today. Free, free Palestine! 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 I would like to start by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land we stand on today. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. I recognize their connection to country, role in owning and preserving country for thousands of years. We're all following the unfolding horrors on Palestinians in Gaza. We feel helpless, but not as helpless who are facing a genocide committed on them and their children. In 41 days, the death toll exceeded 12,000 people. This is an equivalent to one in 200 Gazans dead. 5,000 out of which are children. My cousin tells me that the reason for the high death toll is because when people fled from the north to the south, there's almost 1.5 million people moved from the most densely populated area in the most densely populated area on earth, south of the Wadi Gaza, and they're sharing accommodation with acquaintances, friends and families um, south of the Wadi. People are crammed in homes, 30 people in an apartment, 50 people in a house, 100 people in a house. So when an airstrike hits, it takes out many people. The equivalent of two nuclear bombs have been dropped on Gaza in TNT power. This is supposedly the safe south, the area that people were asked to locate to or relocate to to be safe. But in parallel of all the killings and injuries and maiming and the destruction, there are crimes against humanity being committed on the population of Gaza. Cutting off power on 2.2 million people is a crime against humanity. Cutting off water on 2.2 million people is a crime against humanity. Cutting off fuel on 2.2 million people is a crime against humanity. Cutting off AIDS and medical supplies is a crime against humanity. There's so much to tell, but I'll tell you just a little bit about the water situation. Israel has forever been controlling everything that goes in and out of Gaza. And that includes water. Israel traps all the peripheral, peripheral water 
uh, water courses that flow into Gaza and have been doing this for years, effectively drying the aquifers in Gaza. So the tap water in Gaza is salty, it's not drinkable. So people have to use filtered water. And to get filtered water, you need power. And, and to, get, to get power, you need fuel. And Israel knows that. This is an intentional crime against humanity. People walk for kilometers to reach to a water source where a, a filtering plant is still operational and fill water. People barely have a cup of water a day, one-eighth of their recommended daily intake. What about the vulnerable people in the community? The children, the elderly, people with kidney disease, people with cancer, children in incubators. That's why, that's when we saw two days ago when the Israeli army stormed into Al-Shifa hospital and cut off power, cutting off power on incubators, effectively killing almost 40 children uh, there. Such atrocities are neither coincidental nor collateral. These are atrocities are premeditated war crimes. We are witnessing a rather dark chapter in the miserable book of occupation that has been going on for 75 years. An occupation that kicked people out of their homes, locks them up without trial, and even when they get a trial, it's against an Israeli military court with a staggering 95% conviction rate, not anywhere else in the world. An occupation with the sole intent of making Palestinians' lives miserable, so they leave. The tactics that the tactics that deployed have been employed before by the Israeli occupation in various intensities since 1948. Such oppression is empowered and sustained by one key enabler. One key enabler in this struggle. It is the dehumanization of Palestinian people. It is not possible to have such a concerted and widely accepted treatment by the Israeli government towards Palestinians without this widespread acceptance of dehumanizing Palestinians, of seeing them deserving of what happens to them. Not all Israelis share this. A tiny minority don't accept this, and it's something to acknowledge and respect, but they are just a mere minority. The dehumanization of Palestinians extends to outside the land of Palestine. And we have been seeing it clearly in Western media. When they have a Palestinian guest, the infamous do you condemn Hamas test question, if confirmed, directly followed up by do you acknowledge Israel's right to defend itself, as if what Israel is doing is justified, all while a genocide is happening. Shame, really. All while a genocide is being brought upon a hungry and thirsty nation of displaced refugees. Never once we heard the qualifying questions to pro-Israeli guests. Do you consider the IDF a terrorist organization? Do you consider Israel's disproportionate? Do you consider Israel's disproportionate response genocidal? Never. You never hear that. You never hear that qualifying questions to pro-Israeli pundits that are invited on media. But we hear it. We hear the test to pro-Palestinian ones. 
I, I invite you to think about that and the reasons behind that. Anyway, Palestinians are strong. They are the strongest nation. I'm not saying that because I'm Palestinian. Palestinians are like diamond. Pressure makes them more precious, stronger, more beautiful. So what we can do here, as every as previous previous speakers suggested, don't be quiet about it. Speak up. Talk to your MP. I know it doesn't sound like much, but believe me, if every one of you goes speaks to their MPs and each MP receives 20 letters or 30 letters, they will be forced to think about it. And when they respond to you, respond to them back. And when they respond again, trying to avoid it, respond back. And if this happens in 10, 15, 50 electorates, things will change. Because you elect government officials. We elect government officials. They work for us. Free Palestine!